All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the NC Fit Collective Podcast. I'm here with Mr. MDV, who's been on multiple episodes. He's the myth, the man, the legend behind the coaching product and the operations side of NC Fit. And we are going to talk today about um, a call that I recently had. Yep. So as of recently, we've been taking on a, a few, very few um, consulting clients or partners. And one of the reasons why I've liked doing it is that I'm really trying to uh, make sure we're in tune with where the industry is going. So for a while, I was taking on calls, um, hundreds actually, to figure out where's the industry at today and where is it going? Well, in this particular call, we talked about uh, uh, kind of analyzing yourself. And one of the things that this gentleman mentioned was that for a while, he didn't realize he was kind of being a, you know, like a, a, a jerky, a, a jerk of a coach. So I want to talk to you about this and let's have a conversation about essentially don't have extremes, mm, right? Yeah. Don't. And so let's, uh, what are you thinking today? A 20 minute AMRAP sounds good? Sounds good to me. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, 20 minute AMRAP on don't be a jerk of a coach. Three, two, one, and let's go. All right, MDV. So I was on the phone. Uh, this person previously had played, um, you know, football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, high school, college, et cetera. When you're in that mindset, you're around coaches, a coach a specific way. You know, I would, I would, um, I would say that most of the time, especially in like f- sports like football, um, the coaches come at it with a little bit more of a kind of aggressive approach per se. Mm-hmm. And, and that works for that sport, right? It's a, it's kind of an aggressive sport. It's, it's, you know, generally all males there. Right. And uh, they kind of come at it with a, a masculine aggressive approach. Yeah. But what this person told me on the phone was that this this approach, this this kind of upfrontness, after three years, he realized um wasn't what people wanted. Yeah, I mean, uh it's <laughs> unfortunate that it took him three years to realize that. Yeah. But um and he used a little bit more extreme language to describe how he was coaching. Yeah. Uh used the D word. But um <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about it because I think that some of this stuff, personality, what you bring to the gym every day is some of the, it's some of the most important stuff. Um, it's some of the hardest stuff to develop and change in coaches because let's be honest, there's technical skills that, you know, we can teach just about anybody how to see and correct and, you know, learn the fundamentals of the air squat and the deadlift, but you, you can't teach anybody how to be an effective communicator or how to go out there on the floor and, you know, educate, entertain, and inspire, um, like someone who's the best in the world at it. Yeah, it's tough to do. And, and I want to talk about, you know, I think one thing that's really important, maybe we could discuss it right now, is kind of having a self-evaluation. So what this gentleman what was really cool is, you know, it took him three years, but he finally realized that what he was doing wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess the testament to that is, is your business successful or not? So I'll give you an example. This person in particular that we're speaking on was a part of a gym that had hundreds of members and was relatively successful in terms of membership numbers and revenue growth. But the coaching product wasn't necessarily phenomenal seeing correcting, but people were having a good time and the business was successful. So transfers off and starts his own gig. But perhaps he was too focused on seeing correcting, too focused on thinking the way that he liked to be coached was the way that the majority of people like to be coached. And his business ended up having, you know, a very few amount of members for many years before he had to really do a self-evaluation and say, hey, look, maybe the way I like to be coached isn't the way the masses like to be coached. Yeah. And I think what's really important as any coach 
is to do a self-evaluation similar to programming where it's like, you know, I like, I might like doing, you know, thrusters and burpees every day or whatever it may be, but, or like going 20 minute long workouts, but I can't program that for my clients every single day. And just because I might like to coach or get coached in a kind of a aggressive raw, raw manner doesn't mean that, you know, the 99% does. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. And I think that there's probably, there's two things that I want to talk about right now, but there's a lot of things on this topic that we can get into. But the, the probably the most important thing is that the most effective coaches in the world, the best coaches that I've seen have the ability to use different tools at different times. They have the ability to, to be soft, to be soft-spoken, to work with individuals who are a little bit more timid, who are mm-hmm. a little bit more reserved. They have the ability to go all the way to the other side of the spectrum and drop the hammer when you need to. And there's some people that really do well with that type of coaching, that you know, highly motivating, um, I'm not going to say screaming in your face and you know, like spitting on the ground in front of you and telling you to like do more reps or I'm going to kill you. But um, you know, there's people that like to be motivated with with more you know aggressive coaching. The the best are able to do both and do everywhere in between. Knowing when to pull those tools out of the toolkit and use them, I think is is the tough part, um, and use them effectively. And so, if you're an owner, right, and you're in the middle of Florida. And or, or anywhere in the world in that matter. And, you know, maybe your business isn't doing that. You know, maybe your business isn't doing that well. That's a, that's the first sign that something in the in the big toolbox of things that incorporate for a business to be successful isn't working. Right. I mean, if your if your gym is not profitable, if you don't have a lot of members coming in, something in the big circuit is not going right. And I think the first place to look is at the mayor. The first place to look is at the, the person behind the product, right? And so what kind of self-evaluation can an owner do assuming their business isn't doing very well? It, even if their business is doing well, then maybe they're doing a self-evaluation recognizing what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. But what can they do if their business isn't doing well, but they need to evaluate if the product they're actually putting out makes people really have a good time, Yeah, you know? for sure. So like, like you said, if you're not growing, or you've been at a number for a really, really long time. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that the first thing that you should look at is your your product on the floor, like what your actual service. This is what we're doing in the gyms on a day to day basis. We're coaching people. We're leading them along this journey towards health and fitness. And if they're not leaving your gym fired up and looking to tell everybody in their life about the amazing time that they had with you, and they're not going home and talking to their family and their friends about you know, your gym, you're probably doing something wrong. There's probably something that's not effective. They're not connecting the dots there because when you are doing that stuff, right, if they're leaving the gym fired up, this is the best hour of their day. They can't help but talk about it to everybody, right? And we all know that feeling. We all know you walk out of the gym, you want to tell everybody in the world what you just did. Right. And that really, for me, is the most powerful thing to grow your gym, to grow your numbers is these human referrals, these people become sneezers for you. They go out and infect everybody around them. Sneezers. Yeah. I've never heard that terminology. I've never heard that terminology before. But okay, so we need more sneezers ultimately. <laughs> and uh, so if you're a coach, right, or if you're if you're the mayor, like I like calling them mayors, that's that's the way I relate to it. Is that you know, I think that every time, every member, they should be having a good time, they should be having fun, they should be learning something, and they should obviously be getting a good workout. I think that having fun is a critical component because if you're not having fun, you don't necessarily want to come back in. I think if you're not learning, 
you might not see this long-term trajectory that you're trying to build out. And then obviously, you know, you need to be getting a good workout. But one thing that I could recommend for a gym owner is if you see your business that's stagnant, a, a first step, a component is an anonymous survey, right? An anonymous survey is a great way to put out information, requesting back feedback. And you know, it could be tough, right? Not everybody likes feedback. And especially when you're the business owner and you think you're the, you know, it, it, it's humbling to get back feedback. So my first recommendation for any owner out there whose business has been stagnant a little bit is to look at the product on the floor and to do an anonymous survey with simple questions to see how are members reviewing your product on the floor. Yeah. That's, that's an easy way to do it. Yeah. that And that's really effective. That can be great. That can also be soul crushing for you. Soul crushing. Right? If you get yeah. if you get stuff back, and let's say 99% of your members answer the feedback and they all tell you that you're an SOB and- right. You know, that can be really, really tough. So but that might be what you need. Yeah, it could be what you need. But I think that there's also, <laughs> I just beat up the mic. There's also another way to do it where you might be able to pull one or two people in your gym in who you really trust, who you have a great relationship with. Like, mm-hmm. let's say, hey, like you've known this person for years. They've yeah, been a, a long member. time member. Exactly. They've been with you since the beginning. You have a one on one conversation with them and you say, hey, listen, Mike, Sally, you got to level with me. You got to, you got to hit me with the honest truth. I don't care how hard it is for you right now to tell me. Right. How am I as a coach? How, how is our service as a business? How are our other coaches performing? What do you think of the programming? And you just let them go. You don't hold it against them whatsoever. As soon as they walk out of the room, you know, you you shake their hand before you walk out of the room. But as soon as they walk out of the room, it's like they, they didn't even have that conversation with you. You're not going to treat them any different. But now you go back with all that, you're armed with all that information and you can make changes as needed. That's right. So, okay. What I'm hearing is this, you know, an owner, if their business is not as, as thriving as they want, they're stuck at a membership number. They need to take a hard look at themselves and understand that ultimately it's a byproduct of themselves in a, in one way, shape or form. And so what an owner can do is they can do an anonymous, anonymous survey, which as you mentioned, is a pretty pretty aggressive tool, right? Um, but it, but it, but it, but it, it's effective or, you know, do like a small, like a group session with a few members, maybe one-on-one, maybe in a small group where you do an analysis on the, on the performance of, of, um, you know, the community, the coaching, the facility. I mean, you could, you can kind of hit multiple topics, yeah. right? It's Ask not them just to one. Give you honest answers. Yeah. It, it's not just one that's going to drive the success or failure of the business. There's a lot of things, but I do think the one thing that you can get away with, you, 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 you can get away with a lot, but what you can't get away with is a poor vibe when you're in the gym or having someone not feel comfortable, having them feel like, like, for example, I've talked to a lot of people where, you know, maybe they're, um, you know, we see this sometimes it, it, with some of the people I've talked to on the phone, they're former military and they're used to a very specific way that things are done. Yeah. For example, you know, if class starts at 6 p.m., 6 a.m., class starts at 6 a.m. And I get that. I wrap my head around that. But maybe for some people, they're busy at work. Maybe for some people, they got held up at home. And so they show up at 6.05 or 6.10. And instead of handling it in a, you know, a kind of a, a way where you're running a business and these people are paying your bills, you kind of come at them a little bit too aggressively. Yeah. And yeah. that can turn some people off. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> I like this topic a lot. You know, this is the late to class topic. Oh. There's, there's some other stuff that we can talk about in here too. But one of my biggest pet peeves is coaches that 
don't know how to effectively handle people who are late to class yep. and make them feel like a piece of shit for showing up late, right? right? That's the worst, the worst thing that you can do is make somebody feel bad for showing up late to class. First of all, even, even if somebody is consistently late, you do not know the reason why they're late that day. And I've seen people make the mistake where they berate this individual and they're like, hey, I just had a death in the family, man. Like, I, I just got off the phone with a funeral home and now I'm walking out of this gym forever. Yep. So that, first of all, you never know why somebody's late. If somebody is consistently late, the best thing that you can do is first, you sit, you sit them down outside of class in a one-on-one environment. You say, hey, listen, I noticed you came in late a few times. I really, it really means a lot to me and the other members of, in class. If you, if you can try to be here on time, I understand that if there's other stuff going on in life, can't make it, but you know, we can try together. Here's the deal with people who are late to class and you're now walking in five minutes late. Give them something that they can do to start their warm up. Don't throw penalties at them. Don't call them out. Yeah, go in the corner Don't, and go do burpees. It's no. like, ah, oh, come on. We're all adults here. Like, you know. Hey, Jason, you're a couple minutes late to class. That's all right. Hop on the bike for two minutes and then join us after That's that. That's right. And you can go over and talk to them when they're on the bike. Little, little side, little side there, but... um. Yeah, that's that's something that, you know, you see a lot with people, like you said, former military. And like you said, those guys sometimes have that more aggressive vibe just generally. And I think the thing that we started talking about earlier that's important to to rekindle here is be wary of like the big extremes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. And 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 so on that note, let's just so again, and by the way, I want to clarify, this isn't just apply towards a military group or whatnot. No. This applies to any group. But what we've seen it in, right, is people who are used to structure and um, being on being on time, which which is a great thing to have, by the way. But when you're a business owner, you need to recognize that ev- you don't know the situation of each person, and ultimately they are your customer. And if you don't want them as your customer, that's fine. Yeah, th- th- no. And problem. If you want to run your gym that way, that's fine too. But at that's, least you're conscious and aware of that. that. That's right. And so my thing is, you know, as a business owner. You know, these people, they're coming in for their best hour of their day. They're paying your bills. And so if they want to show up five minutes late, what it takes is if it's a consistent thing, you just have a good conversation with them. And more times than not, when I've sat people down outside of class time, I didn't berate, I didn't, I didn't make them feel whatever. I sat them down. Hey, John, I would really appreciate if you could show up on time just because it's a way that we kind of, you know, dictate what the warm up is based on partners. And it's also making sure that you're prepared for the work of the day today. And it's, it's, really for your ben- it's really for your benefit. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, another head like, you know what? I get it. Yeah. Like won't happen again or whatever, you yeah. know? And if they say, Hey, look, this time is just, I'm always gonna be five minutes. Okay, cool. Well, the next time I'll just have you jump right in, grab on a bike, you know, whatever you talk it through. Yeah. But ultimately I think this level of extremes is important where, you don't want someone to be so far on this side as a coach where, you know, they're, they're super aggressive and you don't want someone where they're just kind of numb, yeah. right? You, you want to find this middle ground where they have some emotional intelligence on what do these people need for today? How do I provide it to them on a on an individual basis? But then my overarching theme is one that's inclusive, right? Yeah. It's like trying to use a sledgehammer to hang up a picture frame on your wall, right? Like only having one tool in your toolkit doesn't work. You need a tack hammer. You need to be soft sometimes. You need to be, uh, you know, a little bit more aggressive sometimes with the people who need or or want that. But like you said, the the danger's in the extremes. The danger's in the extremes. And I think as a business owner, again, just because that's the way you like something doesn't mean that that's the way everybody likes it. If your business isn't doing as well as it could, that's a sign that people aren't necessarily getting serviced 
the way they're looking for. And there's so many pieces to that puzzle, yeah. right? I've got another um, another topic here, and this this one I see happen a lot. Sure. When coaches bring their bad days into the gym. Oh. When a coach brings their bad juju, their bad day, their bad vibes into the gym, whatever happened. They just broke up with their girlfriend, boyfriend. You know, they spilled their coffee on their lap when they walked in. They, you know, whatever. Right. That can be a, a cancer for your gym. That can be horrible. Yeah, that could be a detrimental. And, you know, the thing about it is if it happens once, you know, we have a conversation. It happens twice, okay. But when you're consistently inconsistent, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And it, it's hard because the members don't know how to react or, or act around you anymore, right? Well, Some days you walk in clicking your heels and other days you walk in and you want to get, like, it looks like you want to give everybody the middle finger. It's like, what's going on here? And, and when you're starting to get that member feedback, and again, that's one of the reasons why the anonymous survey or the small group connection is a, is a good idea, right? To kind of get that type of feedback because maybe you don't even realize it. Maybe you don't realize it. Sometimes you come in or here even better yet, right? In the business, that no one cares what you have going on in your Nobody life. Cares. No one cares. You, you know, if you have relationship problems, if you have this problem, that problem, yeah, there's exceptions, of course. But at the end of the day, they're there as a as a break for themselves. Yeah. They're there for their best hour of the day. They're not there to to listen to you be grumpy because you had a you had a you know your your business isn't doing well, or whatever it may Fight be. Fight with your right? girlfriend, whatever. Fight with your, it's irrelevant to them. Yeah, right? for sure. And your like your members care about you. Yeah. Obviously, they they really do care. They care if your girlfriend broke up with you. But here's the deal: like you have to realize, like you said before, you have to have the emotional intelligence to realize that their experience matters more than your bad day. Like you, whatever happened outside of the gym, you got to leave it outside of the gym. You walk on in there with a smile on your face. You give them your all. You give them everything you got. And here's the cool part. You'll probably walk out of the gym that day feeling better about it. That's right. Rather than carrying all that BS around anyway. Well, I, I think that's a, a, a very valid point, right? You you want to be, you want to provide a consistent product and you want that product to be something that has, you know, um, the ability not to have extremes like we're talking about. But you can't be inconsistent because the inconsistency from a business perspective, this is a long journey, man. You're going to have this business for years you're hoping for. But if you have these ups and downs, you got to renew your member every day, right? If you're not renewing your member every single day, they're one bad experience. They come in five minutes late and you penalize them by doing burpees in the corner. They may never, may, they may never come back. Yeah. You come in, they come in one day and maybe they're having a tough day and they're coming in for the best part of their day. And all of a sudden you're there and you're being grumpy and you're not, you know, providing value. All of a sudden they're not going to come back. Yep. Big problem. Yeah. Huge, huge. And I, I've seen people um, leave gyms more for these reasons than anything else leaving because hey you know th the coach said something to me that rubbed me the wrong way yep. you know the coach coached me in a way that I felt very uncomfortable you know the coach said something when I was in earshot that was inappropriate when you know they were on the floor whatever like that's a lot of times why people leave gyms and of course there's life reasons there but like very, very rarely is somebody leaving the gym because they don't like your constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity. They probably don't like you or your coaches. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and that's exactly right. And I think the, the good way to kind of start looking at some of this with only 90 seconds left is that ultimately you need to have a real dose of, of who you are, what you're providing, and analyze the business. And you can do that by a number of ways. But if you also aren't holding yourself accountable, then you can't really hold your coaches accountable, oh, right? Yeah. So if you're, if you're coming in inconsistent, if you're coming in being extremes and then your coach is that, or 
let's just say, for example, you are an extreme case one way or another. Maybe you know that you're a pretty shy person. Maybe you know you're a little bit introverted. So the way you coach is very one-on-one based, very not very group-oriented. Well, all of a sudden, your coaches are seeing this as an example of what you're looking for. And maybe they're providing a similar product that isn't great, right? Mm-hmm. And so if that's your case, then perhaps you step out a little bit of, of coaching. You allow other coaches who perhaps are doing a superior job coach, and you can run some of the business side of the side, you know? You got to have a real dose. Yeah. And again, we got to remember that this is our recommendation for what we've seen work best. You know, if you want to have a successful gym, if you want to have all types of people in your gym, if you want to appeal to the 99%. That's right. You know, if you're aware of it and you want to be a drill sergeant coach and you want to run a drill sergeant environment and that's the deal and and people know what they get on day one, more power to you. But I think that there's a more effective way to do it. And um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and I think you have an obligation as a business owner to to do that more effectively. If you want to grow. If, if you're you complaining that, hey, we're not growing, well, yeah. then you got to take This a look is at a great, great way to kind of finish this thing off. If you're complaining, right, and you're saying, oh, it's the pro... If you're complaining for a number of reasons why your business isn't successful, one of the first places to start, or I would actually say the first place to start, is the vibe in the gym and the product you're providing yeah. and making sure it doesn't have these extremes. Look in the mirror. <laughs> Look in the mirror. Well, guys, that was a 20-minute AMRAP on don't be a, uh, a jerk of a coach. <laughs> I hope you guys all have a phenomenal day. Get out there, do some self-evaluation. I know I will today, and uh, let's keep raising the bar. Thanks again, Jay. Thank you.